takeoff. good man how are you i'm good it's good to see your face you too man it's been a little bit been a while i'm smiling that's for sure yeah i'm glad man not that it looks like i'm smiling but no why don't you uh you know yeah (laughs) yeah dude is your mic super loud is my headset like i don't know my my mic could be loud is that better no my volume's all the way down and you're like that's weird Okay, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Right. Oh, man. Well, it's good to see your face. It's good to see you. Hell yeah, man. It's good this, to be back. This feels weird, honestly. It does. I feel like this is one of our first times over. I don't know why I said the word over. <laughs> <laughs> over? <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah, dude. So, how was your day? It was good, man. Just fucking hot, but uh, yeah. Other than that, it was good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, as good as it can be. Yeah. Yeah, man. Except for the mouth thing, that really fucking bummed me out. Yeah, let's hear about that. No, I just was brushing my teeth and I ripped open my gum on the bottom oh. of my tooth. Um, like sliced it. It like got a hold of my gum and then just ripped ah. it. And Yikes. now, now it's just. It was just bleeding, and now it's. I can't smile. I can't chew because, like. Oh yeah, that hurts. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna call the dentist because they might need to do something. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But I'm just popping ibuprofen for now. Fuck yeah, man! Grinding through it. Yeah, we'll be good, dude. Um. Yeah, what was I saying though? Just about good to be back. Oh yeah, it is good to be back. Yeah. I'm trying to do okay. I'm not you. It's been a while, bro. Yeah, right. It has. Not, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, life happens sometimes, and we can't do what we got to do. Yeah. Um, as you all saw in the post that I made mm-hmm. on Instagram, we um suffered a pretty tough loss uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we obviously you know, family and, you know, everything else comes before, before this. So Steve needed to take some time and, you know, we're here to support him, uh, and whatever he needed. So, yeah, but it's definitely good. Definitely good to be back. Yeah. It's good to be back, dude. I'm just 
get it off the gate here real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Might as well just jump into it. Yeah, no, um, it's going to be interesting. You know, this is going to be an interesting time for me uh, and my family. It's going to be a process. And, uh, you know, it's you're going to hear me happy sometimes, maybe a little more down, a little more excited sometimes. I don't really know what to expect, but I um, appreciate the love and support. And uh, thanks for reaching out, everybody. And I mean that yeah. with with everything, um, you know. I, you know, I'm not not gonna get into it because I don't really want to. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, life sucks sometimes. Really, really it bad. does. And um, it does man. just uh, do me a favor, everybody. Just uh, just go hug everybody you love. Um, mm-hmm. That was like I was like thinking, hey, what what am I gonna say when I get on the podcast? Like, how am I gonna be? And like. I know I talked to you and obviously like you were like, Oh, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll take the reins if you, you know, you're not a hundred percent there. And I was like, do I want to talk about it? Do I don't want to talk? Like it just, you know, the normal thoughts and um, yeah, man, basically I just, uh, I want everybody to just, just love, reach out to people you haven't talked to and uh, just give your mom, dad, brother, sister, best friend a hug. Cause Man, this life you is, never know, uh, man. Not guaranteed every day. So no, it's but, not, and I think that's uh, that was beautifully said, man. Um, you know, that's basically the gist of it. You know, you you just don't know what's what tomorrow has. So no, never, so, uh, yeah, never skip a chance to tell someone you love them or hug them or anything. Yeah. So with that being said, I just want to one last thing. Um, I know I don't have to say it, but I'm gonna. But um, if I seem down, if I seem not energetic, uh, I'll be back. It's just gonna be a process, and I know everyone already knows that. Um, with mm-hmm. the amount of love and support that I got, I know that everyone's gonna. You know, they're not expecting me to be at full capacity. Um, but I want to. It makes me feel better saying it. You know that I probably won't be my normal self for a little while, and. Uh, uh, that's wrong a, with that. that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And I know everyone will say that, but I just need to say it out loud to, you know, make myself mm-hmm. feel a little better, but, uh, we are going to start getting back to some sort of normalcy here and, uh, do a good fucking episode of a green day breakdown today with, uh, my good friend here who I have not spoken to in a while. Um, so I'm very yeah. excited to just talk to you and get the album breakdown going, my friend. Hell yeah, man. I'm, uh, very happy to be talking to you again as well. You know, <laughs> so goddamn formal. <laughs> I know, uh, but yeah, man. You know, I just, you know, you know how I how I get with you when something major goes on. I just want to make sure that you stay, you know, level headed and feel what you gotta feel and do what you gotta do, but you don't go into that dark place. So. I know I'm kind of like the uh, annoying, like, <laughs> overprotective mother when I'm, like, texting you every day. Are you no, all right? I, Everything I okay? that, man. You're <laughs> good. You're good. I, love, I like that, man. I'd, I'd rather that than a phone call every day, you know? I'd, I'm yeah. going through what I have to go through and um, just to get a text every day, and, you know, it's uh, much appreciated. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah man. Let's move on though. Let's let's yes. uh, I do appreciate everything you said, but let's yes. let's move on so I don't fall down this. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about yeah. uh everything. So All what's right. what's uh what's new with Mr. Batch? Uh 
not a whole lot not a whole lot um you know just getting ready for our disney trip that we got planned bro so pumped for that i cannot wait (laughs) i cannot Uh, wait why don't you um you know besides just my usual like all work blah 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 bullshit you have some big news that you got going on oh, in man. two days, man. Dude, if I we... didn't have this fucking slice in my mouth right now, I'd be screaming at this microphone. Um, all right. So if you didn't already see, I entered the contest to be go backstage, hang with the ghosts inside, and get my hair cut done by them with the um with Bostonian barbershops um on site. Um so for Everyone who didn't know, I did win the contest, which is pretty, I, I mean, I, I cried. I literally cried. Yeah, I called man. Batch and I cried because I was sitting there at the gym. I was on the massage bed and I haven't been on Instagram in a while. And I looked and I thought I had a, I had an email or whatever, a DM from the ghost inside. And I thought, cause I just commented on their post, like it was like a liked comment or maybe they were like just saying something. I forgot about the contest. Uh, long story short, they hit me up and they're like, prepare to get your haircut by the ghost inside backstage. And actually, as of like literally two seconds ago, I just got another message from the band saying, uh, I'll read it out loud. It says, bing. they just sent it now. It says, uh, we're going to do the haircuts at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Please arrive at 345 and you can text our tour manager, Josh, when you arrive. And then he gave me the number and it says, see you then. So, anyways, your boy at the Empty Space Podcast is going over to go backstage, meet the ghosts inside, and get my hair cut. So, my luscious, luscious peacock locks are going to be gone, I'm assuming. I will take a mohawk. I will go bald. They can shave my beard. I do not care. This band saved my life with the story so far. So, I am more than through the roof. I call Batch crying, and I could not believe it. I can't believe it, man. So, shout out to the ghosts inside. Shout out to Zayti, Bostonian Barbershop, Idle Hands. Everybody out there that's part of this, I am more than stoked. So you will be seeing videos and pictures, I am sure, in the future. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That's, I'm so pumped for you, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish so I recorded my sick, phone dude. call with you. Oh, me too, dude. That would have been was, fucking hysterical. Literally, I was like, I'm just so happy. And like with everything <laughs> going on in my life right now, and just like just that band in particular, like it was just like, whoa. Like, yeah, talk oh. about needing it. Yeah. Like, dude. It coming at the right time, man. Yeah. Like, just unbelievable. Yeah, so I'm pretty fucking stoked. And I'm wearing an Empty Space podcast shirt when they cut my hair. Oh, no shit. Oh, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, at first, I'll wear my Dark Horse shirt. Uh, it's from like 2011. This is like when they first were just, no one even knew who they were, really. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute. This is a perfect opportunity to wear the Empty Space podcast shirt. <laughs> um, so it's, either way, it's going to be fucking sick. And uh, other than that... Um, what else has been going on with me besides the obvious? Uh, I think that's it, dude. Uh, the story so far, big announcement, the COVID thing. Let's talk about that for a second, bud. Oh, that they um, that they want us to show our vaccine cards and shit? Yeah, dude. Is this the new norm? For now, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean. I'll do that over concerts being canceled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not a... Um political podcast so we kind of want to like not not go down that road too much but i definitely will i mean i i think me and you have talked about this numerous times and 
I called it from the beginning that I was like, you know, this is going to happen. They're going to give us a vaccine. Then we're going to have to show like some sort of card that we got it to do stuff. And that's what's happening. You know, regardless of how you feel about it, I mean, it, it's just, it is what it is. You know, there's nothing, nothing anyone can do about it, you know? Yeah, I, I find mean, it, I find it pretty interesting. I'm pretty, I really don't give a fuck either way, as long as I can see the concert, dude. Yeah, I mean. And we don't uh, even have to get political about it. I'm just saying, like. No, no, I know. I just wanted to, like, open that, like, put that disclaimer out there that we're, like, not, that's not who we are. Yeah. Um. So if you're looking for us to be like, you know, one way or another, like I think we're kind of just in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, I just am excited to go. Oh see yeah, dude. I, I'm fucking. I can't wait. Like, I'm so pumped. Um. That's gonna be a fucking. That's gonna be fucking wild. Um. I know on the videos they've posted on Instagram, they sound fucking phenomenal. They do sound. Um, they sound so fucking good, dude. They yeah. sound clean and crisp. Yeah, I'm fucking fired up for it. Um, all-time low sounds pretty good, too. Movement <laughs> sounds good from what I've seen and heard. Yeah, I mean, another band just backed out. I don't know if you saw that. No, who? Um, uh, Destroy Boys. Okay, I don't know them, but um, I'm, I guess, I'm happy for whatever they had to do. Yeah, I guess the singer said that they were going through a lot mental health-wise from the pandemic and stuff and hadn't really had a chance to cope with it, deal with it, and they were having some serious struggles, so they did what was best for them and decided that they were going to back out. Good, good. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for them. Yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta know, be different taking so much time off going back and then expecting everything to kind of be normal. That's gotta be way more pressure and anxiety oh, yeah. and like, I mean, fuck dude. Yeah. And then you start reflecting on things and who knows, you know, Seriously. <clears throat> but we also haven't talked since, um, the empty space podcast took over the hella mega tour. Oh my god. Yeah, we I feel like we're not even gonna get into a fucking episode here. <laughs> <laughs> um god. dude. What were your thoughts on Oh, I was blown away. I was yeah. blown away. Yeah, dude. I mean the whole thing was amazing. You had Green Day and Weezer and I like couldn't believe how many Weezer fans were out there. Yeah. It's uh Weezer fucking Weezer killed it. Um Yeah. Weezer was unbelievable. Um, shouldn't really be too surprised. I mean, they've been doing it for almost as long as Green Day has. Um, but holy shit, they yeah. fucking blew me away. And obviously Green Day fucking is Green Day. And they're one of, if not the best live act going in this genre, in this scene. Um, if you haven't had a chance in the Hella Mega Tours coming to your city, please go, please go to it. It. It is amazing. Um, just Green Day's, I mean, this will segue into our episode. We'll finally get to it. Um, but just like Green Day's stage presence and the way that he, like, controls the crowd and everything about it is just, like, you can't help but, like, be on your feet the whole time and just, like, go crazy when he says, let's go fucking crazy! Yeah. <laughs> like... 
Oh, it's just fucking, it's just incredible. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we both looked at each other like, holy <laughs> fuck, dude. Like, they just, I gotta post some videos and pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just wild. Um, you know, had a, had a moment to myself when they played Still Breathing. Mm. Um, every time I hear that song, especially live, I just break down. Um, but you know, just, just to be there another time seeing that band and the fact that it's like a staple in their set list now is just like, I look forward to it every time. Um, and it just like made me think of that, um, that Dave Grohl quote when he said the best part about playing in stadiums is 80,000 people singing your songs back to you for 80,000 different reasons. Um, and that's all I could think of when I was listening to that and watching them play that. And um, just the way that like everyone had like their cell phone lights on and everything else. Like it was just, it was just a wild time, like a surreal, like crazy, super happy, super grateful time in that moment it was just awesome. Um, but with that being said, let's get into Kerplunk. All right, I'll uh, I'll do the honors on this one since you do them on blank. Yeah, you're gonna take this control. All right, strap in, lads and lasses. Uh, this is, in my opinion, Green Day's second best album. Um, I think. It's right there with Dookie. Um, I don't know how you feel about that before I like start like getting into like the facts and everything else about this album. Yeah, no, what, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. What did you what, what did you think of it? Did you? It's one of my favorites for sure. It's got it just got more of like the punk feeling to it. I like it. Yeah, it's got yeah. the same uh, style um, I, as like a Dookie would have for Blink One Eighty Two. Just like you can tell, it's not their best quality. You can tell it's old school, but it's. It's just traditional old school, like pop punk, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think that they like grew a lot from a thousand thirty nine smooth slappy hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrically, I think this album like takes a huge leap, um, in terms of like mature lyrics and like, you know, not just singing about like, girls and everything else there's a few songs on there that are about it but like it's different it's just a different like vibe to it mm-hmm. um but yeah i definitely uh this is one of my favorite green day albums and i am like so pumped to talk about it wasn't this when uh trey cool came on this is this was uh yeah this so was it this one yep this okay. was their second studio album Released on something. December, yeah, December seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. It was an independent release on Lookout Records, um, so they were still DIYing it with this bad boy. Um, wow. Yeah, they were killing it DIY. Um, so like the underground scene, they had like with this one, they had like blown up, and I'll get into that in a few minutes. But like, this was when they were like underground the underground punk scene, they were like huge playing yeah, at um, yeah, yeah. 
Gilman Street and all those places in Cali, the old school punk places down there. Yeah. This is when they were like huge with that. So it's no surprise when Dookie hit that they just fucking blew up. Um, this was the first album to feature Trey Cool, who is to this day still the band's drummer. Um, Kerplunk officially only includes 12 tracks, but when it was released on CD and cassette, that's how old this is, kids. Cassette. It's it crazy. Really, it's crazy because yeah. one of the, <laughs> the covers, you can see the cassette. I'm looking yeah. at it now. It's kind of cool. It's got the, it's got like the barcode on it, UPC and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's so crazy to like see that. Um, and included four extra tracks from the Sweet Children EP, which was meshed into 1039 Smooth Out Slappy Hours. Um, and they covered the Who Is My Generation, which we'll get into. Um, some fun facts about this album. Uh, the artwork was actually banned from cer- certain stores. Why? Because of the um, gun? Uh, partly, yeah, because, you know, the, on the front, she's holding the gun and it's like smoking. Yeah. Well, on the back, there's a kid laying down on the ground with a bullet yeah, hole in his back. Yeah, he's got a back. bullet in his back, yeah. Yeah, so that was why it was it was banned um, in some stores. Um, but so in, in the inner sleeve, this is like back in the day when like they did cool shit like this with CDs and everything. Um, there's an extensive fan letter from Alari L. Um, and quote, the plainest, most boring girl at Penhole Valley High, Valley High School who murdered her parents in order to get the opportunity to meet Green Day. Um, that, you know, is crazy. Wait. If it were, if it were true. That's not true, right? <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. No, the, um, the founder of Lookout Records wrote it, and they put it in there as, like, a joke. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was, it's hysterical. Um, so the album sold 10,000 copies its first day. It became Lookout Records' best-selling release. After debuting it to their fans in Berkeley, California, in the Berkeley, California area, and receiving much approval from the critical 924 Gilman Street crowd, the band packed up and cramped, converted Bookmobile, and headed east. Green Day developed a fan base on the East Coast by way of the de- determined grassroots effort of lead singer Billy Joe Armstrong. The opportunity paid off as the album sales reached 50,000 copies. Along with successful live shows, major label took notice of Kerplunk's phenomenal pop- popularity. So this is why when I said that they blew up because of this, like they started to really pop because yeah. of this record. Um, as a result, many labels approached the band. Green Day realized they had outgrown their record distribution capacity with Lookout and eventually signed with Reprise Records. With Reprise, they then recorded their next album, Dookie. Um, This album actually went platinum. Holy shit. Yep. In the United States. So this was their breakout. Yeah, this was like the, like, Hello World, We're Green Day. Yeah, um, yeah. Type of thing, you know. Yeah. It's just fucking, it's such a good album, um, front to back. Um, 
All music regards Kerplunk as the perfect dry run for the band's later mainstream appeal, saying it contains both more variety and more flat-out smashes than previous releases. Uh, Pitchfork Media said that, all in all, it's a magnitude better than its predecessor and only a hair behind the follow-up. So, there you go. It was number 47 on Blender Magazine's 100 Greatest Indie Rock Albums of All Time. That's crazy. Yeah, so, you know, people don't really, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about Dookie, American Idiot, um, Insomniac. Not a lot of people talk about Kerplunk. I feel like this album slept on quite a bit by even Green Day fans, um, and it should not be. It's fucking crazy. Kerplunk had sold more than 4 million copies worldwide. So... This is a fucking crazy, you know, 45-minute album, and it's amazing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's about, uh, that's about all I got for a little fun facts about Kerplunk right now. I like that. Yeah. So you want to get into um, some lyrics? Let's get into it, man. Okay. I did not pull up the lyric page, so give me a second. (laughs) All right. You want me to start her off? Yeah, you can start her off. All right. First song. Absolute fucking Slapasaurus Rex. One of my favorite Green Day songs of all time. 2,000 Light Years Away. one steven i love this song dude I've, <laughs> I've always loved this song this song yeah, is this... like really 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 good the lyrics are really good it's just a super great opening like yeah um the song was written by billy joe it's about his girlfriend later wife adrian uh at the time adrian lived in minnesota thousands of miles away so that's why he and armstrong was in california so that's why he calls it two thousand light years away because that's how it seemed. Now there's another fun little snippet in here. Um, obviously love the way it's sung. Uh, I sit alone in my bedroom staring at the walls. I've been up all damn night long. My pulse is speeding. My love is yearning. And then he says, I hold my breath and close my eyes and dream about her because she's 2,000 light years away. She Now this is where it's interesting. She holds my melon kite so tight. So never let go because she's 2,000 light years away. Now, I don't know if you are familiar with um, Elements, Stephen. The skateboard company? No, no, no. Like the periodic table. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, give me a break. All right. Just go go with it. It's, he uses, it's a mineral, malachite. Okay. And it's a deep green color, and it's the mm. same color as his eyes. Mm. So that's what he's. So this is where I told you the lyrics get a little more like deep. Yes. And like, so that's such a crazy way to like a rhyme scheme. Yeah, it's a rhyme pattern. Yeah, and that's really just, cool. The way he uses that because 
she holds my malachite so tight and that's his green eyes so she holds his eyes mm. like that's how beautiful she is that she holds his eyes oh shit yeah crazy that is really cool i thought so um but yeah it's about his uh now wife it's um really short you know pretty good punk song uh definitely one of my favorites on this record yeah no it's definitely one of my favorites too i I really like um all these lyrics are good in this, yes uh, this song did you have any or was that no you you hit it i I just right. love the chorus and i i love the the verse i'm sitting alone in my room staring at the walls i've been up all damn night I'm yes feeding my love is urine and like very yeah, relatable yeah very relatable also it just draws you in right away yes Okay, you want to go with the next one? Uh, yeah, I can start off the next one. The next one okay. is one for the Razorbacks. This is a good song. Definitely mm-hmm. a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, not my favorite, but it's definitely a good no. song. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a short song. Um, I think the chorus is really cool. He says, cause I'm losing what's left of my dignity, a small price I'll pay to see what you're, to see that you're happy. Forget all the disappointments you've faced, open your worried world and let me in. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. He's very, I just love the way this one's sung. Yeah. Like, I think it's like, you know, it's super, Julia is trying. Yeah. If I know what she wants, but she don't know. <laughs> He's got it's, this. I I still hear his country twang and all this stuff, dude. Oh yeah, it's so absolutely. Funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's super good. It's just, you know, um, it's just um, it's I I don't really know like what this one's necessarily about, but like. <laughs> I don't either, but like it's not really about a girl. I think it's from the perspective of some like um this Juliet like trying to figure out how to go about like growing up basically and falling in love and how life can just fucking suck sometimes. Yeah. And um and basically like in the second verse, he says, Juliet's crying. Well, now she's realizing love can be filled with pain and distrust. I know I am crazy and a bit lazy, but I will try to bring you up again somehow. So it's like being a good person and being like, look, I know this, all this sucked, but I'm here and I'm going to help to build you back up again. Mm. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the way that that lyric kind of twists and turns. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good one for sure. Definitely, again, not one of my favorites, but no, it's still good though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get into this next one, yep. Give me one second, all right? All right. One second. Hold your juice. I gotta hold my juice. My girlfriend just walked by the door. She did. She got me pizza. I have Bertucci's pizza waiting for me when we're done with this. Stephen must have to go pee-pees. He's probably going tinkles. The window's open. You can probably hear my dog barking. 
Oh, you definitely can. You can definitely hear Rocky and Owen. They're barking at the dog next door. Like they always do. Because they're idiots. But they're my idiots. Today's National Dog Day. So if you have a dog, that's cool. Because I have two. Two of them. Owen is a Boston Terrier. Rocky is a Chihuahua. They're funny. Rocky bites Owen's face. Owen licks Rocky's dick. All I, all I heard was dick. <laughs> Wait till you listen to that. Wonderful. All right. Get into it. All right. This one. Everyone should know. Banger. This. Absolute banger. They, this one was so good, they, re, they released it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this one is Welcome to Paradise. Welcome to Whoa! Uh, probably my one one of my favorite songs off this record for sure. Uh, it's about him moving out on his own, doing his own thing, and realizing, you know, like at first being like, "Holy shit!" Like, you know, it kind of goes through a whole like it's been three weeks since I've left your home. Uh, the sudden fear has left me trembling because now it seems I'm out here on my own and I'm feeling so alone. Um, it's about being scared about being on your own for the first time and, you know, being in a new place. And obviously it was not a very nice place um, because the chorus pay attention to the cracked streets and the broken homes. Some call it slum, some call it nice. I want to take you through a wasteland. I'd like to call my home. Welcome to paradise. So it's kind of like a sarcastic, like, you know, welcome to paradise type of thing. Like, you know, yeah. people say it all the time. Like you walk into work or whatever and it was like, oh, welcome to paradise. Yeah. It's just like, a complete. How's your day going? You know, oh, yeah. living the dream. Paradise. Yeah, another day in paradise. <laughs> so I thought it was really good. Um, again, it's about, you know, it shows growth, um, him growing up, moving out kind of like more relatable lyrics in this yeah like you know you move out on your own for the first time and your mom or your dad's not there like to help you with certain stuff and you're like oh shit like yeah oh fuck this is real you know yeah this song this was one of their biggest songs this is like the song yeah just from hearing welcome to paradise like everyone knows everyone that fucking knows. lyric <laughs> absolutely dude i love the bridge too i think that's a sick uh sick baseline in that bridge yeah when no 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 hell yeah comes in with the guitar yeah dude it's fucking unreal a little a little instrumental bridge there and then the third verse is when he's like you know, he's finally used to it, and he's like, you know, this isn't so bad being out here. Um, dear mother, can you hear me laughing? It's been six whole months since that I have left your home. Makes me wonder why I'm still here. For some strange reason, it's now feeling like my home, and I'm never going to go. Mm. Like, just, you know, about giving things time and seeing where it goes, and it worked out. So it was pretty good. This is a fucking absolute fucking slap though i agreed. love that song agreed yeah this was my most my favorite song in this album oh hell yeah okay 
not my favorite song, but did you have anything to add to that? No, I love that. Oh. I love that song, dude. Yeah, it's a good one. We we spray painted that in New Hampshire. I know. It's st- on the rock. I, I'm not sure if it's still there, but I'm supposed to go back in September, so I will let you know. Hopefully it is. Buy some green spray paint just in case it's not. <laughs> you can. I mean, that was, what, six, seven years ago? Yeah, it had to be close to that, right? Shit, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Holy shit. Wow. Woof. That's the way crazy. time flies, man. We're getting old. <laughs> I know, for real. Well, for you're real. old. I'm not. What the fuck? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm 29 years old, bitch. <laughs> old ass saying. motherfucker. Hey, it's okay. All right, honey. Why don't you get into this next one? Ah, okie dokie. The next song is Christy Road. This is a cool one. Yeah. So a little bit about this song. Uh, When asked about this song by British journalists, Mike Dirnt said, it's about bestiality, Satanism, and self-torture. This was obviously a joke as Christy Road talks about a place Billy Joe would go to get high and disconnect from the world. The narrator says that Christy Road is a place where he feels comfortable and where he can relax. This song is more about feeling relaxed and being away from society rather than about the specific location that it describes, which if I did not know that hearing the song, I would not put two and two together. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would, I would not think that. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just cause I've like listened to and broken down and dissected these songs so much in my head like uh, yes. listening to them. <laughs> I would say hundred percent. That's why, you know, everything about this band, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's just so fucking cool. Like, you know, who can't relate to like having that spot? Like there's a spot that you go and you just like everything shuts off and you just kind of are there, but you're like in your own thoughts and like nothing else really matters. And, you know, you don't have anyone bothering you. You can just kind of go and do your thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, like, I just, it feels like, you know, how when you like stare blankly, yeah. Like, but it feels really good. Yeah. I f- it's like that, but in like a, a more of like a mental state than a <laughs> psycho- no. psych- psych- whatever the word is I'm looking Psychosis. for. Psychosis. Yeah, just like that like trans of like, oh, but you always like keep wanting to stare. Someone would be like, dude, you all right? You're like, no, nah, I'm good. Just I want to keep staring. It feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with that, but like with like, like everything around you and, and just like staring and realizing like what's around you. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like, I think that gets described really well in the second verse. Um, See the hills from afar, standing on my beat up car. The sun went down and the night fills the sky. Now I feel like me once again, as the train comes rolling in. Smoked my boredom gone, slapped my brains up so high. I like how he says smoked my boredom gone, meaning like smoking weed. Yeah, exactly. And then slap my brains up high, which, like, I'm guessing he's saying, like, the weed got to his head. Yeah, and he, like, is super stoned. And, yeah. Like, just, like, I think the way that he describes, like, standing on his car and, like, not realizing how much time it went by. And then it's like he came back, like, whoa, hmm. 
like look how much time went by holy shit mm-hmm. and then he's like i feel so good though like yeah. i got all that i got all those thoughts out and everything else so i think it was uh i think it's cool i think it's just really w- well written um the lyrics are really good yeah for sure um yeah i don't know you got anything else on this or no no i like i like that song but yeah it's it's more mellow it's not really as it's definitely not heavy at all it's uh not fast either it's kind of slower it fits uh, perfectly with the lyrics yeah it's really good so definitely check that one out that's one of my favorites uh for sure um next one yeah good you can go ahead and (laughs) talk about this one this is like a blink song to me no, no, you're you're one. You're doing am that I, one. Am I yeah. ahead? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're one ahead. Um, this one is about stalking a girl. Oh, okay, maybe it. No, All yeah, right. it's, it's so the this next song. two then. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the next two then. Uh, this song is about stalking a girl and masturbating outside her window. Oh hell no! Um, a complete fucking perv. Yeah, just so fucking <laughs> sicko. <laughs> <laughs> just I love. There's a few more that are like in their discography that are like about this. So why do you so think they funny. toured together, man? This is the shit. Yeah, this is this why. Is sh- why do you think Billy fucking jerked off on stage for like two tours straight? Yeah, because they're just yeah they're they're different, but they're the same. Like yeah. it's yeah. just so fun. Um, just wandered down these streets all by myself, thinking of my future now. I just don't know. Well, I don't seem to care. I do notice that I'm by your home. I wonder if you're sitting all alone or is your boyfriend there? Because I feel so right. Let my imagination go until you're in my sights and through my veins, temptation flows. Whoa, whoa, whoa yeah. <laughs> and he just. Yeah. Like. So I sit down here on the hard concrete, thinking of my future now. I just don't know. Well, I don't seem to care. I, again, I stop and notice. I'm by your home. I wonder if you're sitting all alone. Is your boyfriend oh, or is your boyfriend there? It's just, it's fucking just a creepy little like, it's funny though. Yes. This isn't the first time that they talk about doing this. I'll preface that because this comes up again in dookie so yeah get ready yeah uh <laughs> it's, just, get... <laughs> it's like hit it's like funny but it's like hidden like you wouldn't know that it was like funny like that until you like sit there and like break it down and like look at all the lyrics and you're like oh my oh he's okay <laughs> like, yeah it's weird dude but yeah. it's funny as fuck yeah yeah all right, now for the fucking oh boy. Okay. All right, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Ready? <laughs> oh my god. This is- Ladies and gentlemen, do you like being slapped? Do you like being kicked? How about beat up? Made fun of? Do you want to be dominated? Degraded? Do you want to be degraded and feel like dirt? 
Well, if you do, then you better go listen to Green Day's Dominated Love Slave, because this song is all about Trey Cool, who really likes getting beat up by Dominatrix. <laughs> Welcome to the Empty Space Podcast, where we break down Green Day's Dominated Love Slave. And our next <laughs> contestant's going to be Batch and Steve talking about how much we appreciate this song that talks about getting fucked up by a Dom girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Just the way it's like, dude, this song is so good. Cause like, I just love the the way it's want to be your dominated love slave. It's so want to be the one who takes the pain. You, you can, can spank, spank me, me when I do not behave. Smack, smack me, me in the forehead, forehead with a chain. Cause I love feeling dirty, and I love, and I love feeling, feeling cheap. cheap. Dominated love slave Wanna be the one who takes the pain You can spank me when I do not behave Smack me in the forehead with a chain <laughs> I love it when you hurt me So drive staples deep Come on! <laughs> yeah, I love when they're like <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> Hey, Bo! <laughs> Going again, <laughs> dude. In the pickup truck, <laughs> dude. You skipped the second verse. He says, "Put a belt sander against my skin." Oh my Woo-hoo! god! Oh yeah. Just <laughs> slap me in commonality. <laughs> Put a belt sander against my skin. Woo! Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I love it when you hurt me. So drive them staples deep. <laughs> god, oh, this man. is so good. This All is right. fucking hysterical. <laughs> this this song fucking kills me every time I hear it. Like it's a great song. Yeah. If someone's ever in a bad mood, just put this song on and watch their fit. They'll be like, what the fuck mm-hmm. are we doing? Well mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh this is probably my favorite song on the record. Um before we do this, I need to rewind. Zip, 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 zip. Back to when I was just a wee lad. I believe 12, 13 years old. And me and my friend, two friends, Jerry Sass and Mike Shields. We were watching international super hits as we usually did after smoking some weed sitting in the basement and you know we were like hey let's let's start a band man and we were like and you know we were like yeah we'll be just like green day so basically what we did was we became a green day blank nirvana cover band and we were called sagellan and um we basically tried to be green day uh because green day was like everything to us so we wanted to be green day uh i played drums jerry played bass mike played guitar and sang and one of my lives we were like we're gonna be a cover band but well we weren't like we're gonna be a cover band but in our like looking back on it it was like we're gonna be a cover band but like not one of those cover bands that plays the hits we're playing deep cuts (laughs) And like, so we came across one of my lies and we were like, they talk about getting high. We like to get high. 
so let's let's do this one and it just kind of took off from there and um obviously Segalan never fucking left the basement but we had fucking some crazy fun times down there doing that shit uh with the boys so shout out to those two jerry and mike what's up fellas um I hope you guys go listen to one of my lies and remember those times in the basement, getting stoned, playing playing music, and then Shield's mother bringing down cookies. Clearly, knowing like I don't know how they didn't. I mean, they must have known we were down there fucking smoking weed because she'd bring down like fresh baked cookies and we'd open the door, <laughs> and it had to have reeked like weed. And we would be like, oh cookies man <laughs> like that 70s show yeah oh cookies man <laughs> just stop fucking chowing down um but yeah this will always be one of my favorite green day songs for that reason um fuck yeah such a good like just brings back so many memories um i really like the the meaning behind this song it's it's about f- like coping with feeling insignificant Mm-hmm. As like the world like grows around you type of thing, like watching your friends get engaged and get married and have kids, and you're just like, "Okay, man, like, do you want fries with that?" Or <laughs> like, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, like, but it's like it's just a weird feeling because I know I've felt that so, <clears throat> several times in my life. I'm sure you have. I'm sure everyone has. Where like yeah. you feel like everyone else is doing all these things, and you're like okay, when's that going to happen for me? When am I going to do that? And, you know, it'll happen when it happens. And there is really no timeline. Like, you know, you could be 40 when you meet someone and get married. You could be fucking 25 when you meet someone and get married or, you know, 35 when you start your career. It doesn't matter as long as you do it. 100%. You know, as long as you are a good person trying to better yourself and you know doing what you have to do who cares what you do for a living if you're happy fuck it do whatever makes you happy and some people don't want to get married some people don't want to have kids some people you know it just is what it is and i you know just don't stress about it if you are you know in a situation where it seems like all your friends are doing all these things and you're just kind of like stuck and it's, you know, your time will come for sure. hundred percent. And that's a lot what this song talks about. So this song got me through a lot as well as made me really happy when I thought about, you know, times with my friends and stuff. Um, you know, I just love the, the pre-chorus. Do you think you're, do you think you're indestructible and no one can touch you? Well, I think you're disposable, and it's time you knew the truth. Do you think you're indestructible and no one can touch you? Well, I think you're disposable, and it's time you knew the truth. Because it's just what I'm Like, I just love that. There's a lot of anger in that, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, I talked about it at the beginning. This is, like... Green Day kind of like shifted here. They were like, we're not really going to sing about girls now. We're kind of going to sing about like real There's life stuff, feelings. like being growing older and watching everyone else grow older and you're not. 
type yeah. of thing. Um, the chorus, because it's just one of my lies. Well, it's just one of my lies. And all I want to do is get real high. Well, it's just one of my lies. Um, the second verse, why does life have to be so small and death is forever? Oh, and does forever ha- and does forever have a life to call its own? Don't give me an answer because you already know as much as I know. Unless you've been there once, well, I hardly think so. Like, woof. That's tough. Jesus Christ. Like, that's so deep, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, asking the question, and does forever have a life to call its own? And then saying to that person, don't give me an answer because you already know as much as I do. Like, you don't know. And then it's, like, unless you've been there, then you can't answer that. Mm-hmm. So that goes to like when we talk about like depression and everything else, like unless you've been there, like you don't really know. Yep. You know, unless you've been in that spot, you, you don't know. So, um, yeah, that's just about, that's, that's probably like a high thought that he had when he was smoking weed. He's probably like, Oh, it's an incredible thought though. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's a deep thought. And it's, that's what, like, this is why I was like so excited to break this song down in particular, because it sounds like just a song about smoking weed and getting high. Yeah. But like, if you break it down, like we just did, like, it's really not like the first verse when I was younger, I thought that the world circled around me, but in time I realized I was wrong. My immortal thoughts turned into just dreams of a dead future. It was a tragic case of my reality. Mm. Like, it's so much deeper than just like, and all I want to do is get real high. Yeah. It's just one of my lies. Like, you know, it's so much more than just that. And like when we were 12, 13 years old, we were like, hey, he wants to get high. So do we. And then like, (laughs) then as we got older, like, I think we all were like, oh, not only can we relate to the, like, we want to get real high. Like now it's like, oh everyone's doing all these things and like well, i'm not like yeah. that's crazy just the way we grew with it is is wild and is this your favorite song of the album or no um or one of them one of it's probably my 1a okay definitely um so this one this next one is my favorite all right um so get you get into it oh you sure yes Okay, we're going to do a buy one, get one. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so this song is a little backstory. So Billy's wife's name is Adrian, or 80 for short. Adrian! Yeah. So. Sorry. <laughs> it's, pronoun- it's pronounced similar to 80. Um, so that's why, he, that's why it's called 80, because it's about her. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm just trying to see Billy Joe missed his future wife dearly at this time of his life. These lyrics reflect on a longing for love that ran so deep. He has 80 tattooed on him actually on his hip. Oh shit. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. So obviously his wife in at the time girlfriend was everything to him. But I related to this in a totally different way. Okay. Like, but in the same way that he did. So, like, 
I love this song so much because it gives such like an opening into what like the way he describes what he's going through mentally in this song is absolutely fucking I've never seen it done like in such a way like it's just unbel- like the first verse um, my mental stability reaches its bitter end and all my senses are coming unglued is there any care for this disease someone called love not as long as there are girls like you mental stability reaches its bitter pre-chorus everything she does questions my mental health it makes me lose control i want to hurt myself like all right we'll stop there for a minute <laughs> and like holy fuck yeah like yeah jesus christ dude like who hasn't like whether you're you know 16 years old or fucking 45 years old like if you're that infatuated with someone like your mental health like lives and dies by them basically mm-hmm. So like that's what he's that's how he's describing it and it's fucking un- all my senses are coming unglued. Is there any cure for this disease someone called love? Like that's so to call it a disease is so fucking wild to me. Uh yeah. And, like not as long as there are girls like you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's uh, it's fucking awesome. Um the chorus if anyone can hear me slap some sense in me. But you turn your head, so I end up talking to myself. Anxiety has got me strung out and frustrated. So I lose my head or I bang it up against the wall. Like, you know, I mean, I, 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 holy fuck. Like, tell me, find me someone who hasn't been right there or felt like that. Whether it's over a girl or whether it's anything. Just like, I know the song's about a girl, but like you could use that to for anything. Like if anyone can hear me, slap some sense. Like it's almost like you're like, I know these thoughts are irrational. I know I shouldn't have them. Can someone please just tell me it's like it's gonna be okay or not to have these thoughts or something? And then the other side, but you turn your head, so I end up talking to myself. And then anxiety has got me strung out and frustrated. Like yeah, that's what it does. Because you're like, oh my God, I just want to calm down. I just want to calm down. And you can't calm down. So you get frustrated. Your blood pressure goes up. Your anxiety goes up. And then so I lose my head or I bang it up against the wall. Mm. So I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, been there, done that, man. Yeah, so... It's just like this song is just so much deeper than just like us. Like it's not to me. It's not everything that you know. You hear it's about his his now wife, and you're like, oh, it's just some sappy love song. It's like no, but like it's more than that. Like the way it's like sometimes I wonder if I should be left alone and lock myself up in a padded room. I sit and spew my guts out to the open air because no one wants to hear a drunken fool. So now he's drinking to try and deal with it. Like people drink to deal with anxiety and depression all the time. So it's like, yes, it's a love song, but it's also hidden with like, it's a very like, 
very strong like mental health song for me like Mm -hmm. that's why this is like my favorite song on this record Mm. because it's like it's like you you like i'm sure everyone's been there with a girl with it this wrapped up in one that like their mental health seems to quote unquote hinge on this but like you know, and then when he says, I do not mind if this goes on because now it seems I'm too far gone. I must admit that I'm enjoying myself. 80, please keep taking me away. So he's like, yeah, this is like torture, but I fucking love it. Like, yeah, you're addicted to the pain, man. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're addicted to that feeling and like that that person gives you or like that, that whatever that is, you're hooked on that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's just, you know, this song has gotten me through quite a bit. Um, Just when, like, I've been feeling that way, I'll put it on sometimes. And, like, you know, the chorus, if anyone can hear me, slap some sense in me. And then the anxiety's got me strung out and frustrated. Um, You know, it just helps. It's helped a lot. So that's why this is my favorite song on the record. I was going to assume that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was my assumption with the breakdown. I was like, oh, this is his favorite for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this one? Uh, bro, I don't think I have to say anything. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to ditto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even trying to take the easy way out. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Same. Uh, yeah. Word. Yeah. All right. Next one, Steven. We are on to Android. Something that I just left not too long ago. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, Android. uh, This song is actually about... A homeless man that was walking down the street and Trey and uh, Billy were just hanging out, walking, drinking coffee. And they saw an old man. And uh, this song's basically them, uh, you know, envisioning if they're going to be like this old man when they get older. What's their life going to be like? Like this old dude's wearing woman's shoes. He's homeless. Am I going to be like that? How will I be at that age? Just a questioning of the future. Um that seems to be the theme of this album. This whole album is basically, I mean, you can, he hits it from, you know, this age, you know, wife, girlfriend status age to being a kid and alone. Like he kind of hits it everywhere. Yeah. Like getting older is like a big, like it, it's on his mind a lot and like growing up. Well, yeah. I mean, he was growing up now, you know, at this point. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's what I think made this so relatable was like, you're like, well, fuck, what, what am I going to do with my life? Like, is right. that going to be me? Like, you know, I'm sure we've all done that too. Like you're driving down the street and you're like, um, is that going to be me? Like Dude, I do that. I do that all the time, bro. Yeah. You like sit there and you're like, oh fuck, is that going to be me? <laughs> like, am I going to do that? Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, de- it's, it's a good one for sure. Um, and it's kind of like funny too, the way he's like, Hey, old man in woman's shoes. I wonder if he knows, I think he's crazy. Yep. Um, when he was young, did he have dreams of wearing women's shoes and being crazy? Like <laughs> it's like funny, but it's like put in like a funny 
context, but it's not funny. Like the way, like yeah. there's a deeper meaning to it. To sum up this song, it's basically what everyone does: people watching. Yeah, yeah, and like wondering, like, am I gonna be that, or like, I wonder what goes through their head, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he says it in the chorus. It makes me want to, when I grow to be that age, will I be walking down the street begging for your spare change? Or will I grow that old? Will I still be around? The way I carry on, I'll end up six feet underground and waste away. Like, mm. holy fuck, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. The, the, his lyricism really, like, took, like, a huge, huge, huge step. Oh, yeah. From the Big first time. record to this record. Like, Big it's time. so crazy. Um, especially like this song and like every every song we've talked about so far has just been like crazy, crazy, crazy lyrics. <clears throat> Did you have anything else on that one, or are you not, good? Not really. It was pretty, not a not a boring song. It was just uh, it was just there. It, yeah, just like one of those songs. You're just like, okay, I got you. Good song. All right, so the next song is No One Knows. So, a little background about this. Uh, no One Knows, uh, lead singer and lyricist Billy, temporarily breaks away from Kerplunk, otherwise energetic sound in order to deliver a somber reflection on the realities of growing up. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Billy has explored his fearful and resistant attitude towards aging in a number of songs on this album. Once again, something we've covered. He discusses moving out with his mother's home in Welcome to Paradise, expresses uncertainty towards his future in Private Ale, laminates the eternal nature of death in What Are My Lies, and he wonders where he'll end up when he grows old if he manages to grow old in android now before i continue this is actually i'm so glad i'm like reading all this because that's literally what we were just talking about Wow, this album is like breaking down from like the beginning of his life to like the end almost um so back to what the last paragraph here however no one knows this is that song stands out in that its lyrics imply a personal growth Billy is still clearly uncertain about the prospect of maturing. He is also beginning to accept it along with his inherent uncertainty. So basically he's starting to understand that like he's accepting the fact, but he also knows that everything, not all things are certain. Yeah. Um, But that's a breakdown of the song. This song I really like. Yes. I really, really like it. Um, I love the second verse. It says, I don't want to cause no harm, but sometimes my actions hurt. Is there something I should find to make plans forever? So, you know, he's, in, in at least in my eyes, it was like, you know, sometimes you do things that can hurt yourself in the future. And I'm not talking like physical. Um, no, just, yeah, yeah. You know, just mistakes can be made. And then, um, and then you question yourself. He says, is there something I should find to make plans forever? Almost like to me, like, can I find something that I can cope with easier and just that way it can be a, like a forever good feeling instead of fucking up all the time. Um, but this song, yeah. is, this song is really good, man. What do you, what do you got on it? I just love the, the way it's like somber and like, yeah, just the tone of it. Like the way he's just kind of like, why should my fun have to end? 
for me it's only the beginning like yeah it's like he's like just like monotone and yeah. i love the um the chorus don't call me irresponsible don't call me habitual but when you think of me do i fill your head with schemes better think again because no one knows mm. like i just thought that was really cool yeah but yeah that's about it for that one it's a good one is this your favorite what's your favorite oh i told you welcome to paradise oh sorry that's a cliche answer but it's the truth when the when the other host wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we'll get into the next one here. We're kind of going to buzz through these last ones, I feel like. Yeah, I don't have much, but I want you okay. to, I want you to express yourself. Oh my God. I'm gonna express I know. Myself. I'm so nice. You're welcome. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one, uh, who wrote Holden Caulfield? Um, <laughs> like fucking hysterical name, <clears throat> but um it's a short punk song about everyone's favorite phony from the catcher in the rye and it's true to holden's character um billy remarked that in high school his teacher made him read the catcher in the rye um the classic novel was very boring to him and he hated reading it the idea of forcing a kid to read was repugnant to billy when he became an adult, he decided to read it again as it was quote unquote punk rock. Um, the narrator and main character of the novel is an old cast named Holden Caulfield and this song's about him. So it's it's pretty it's like his perspective completely changed. Which is also like a life lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again. Yeah, I just like um, the second verse. Uh, I shuffle through my mind to see if I can find the words I left behind. Was it just a dream that happened long ago? Oh, well, never mind. Like, it's just so fucking funny. Right. <clears throat> like the, oh, well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, the chorus is really good, too. Uh, there's a boy who fogs his world. And now he's getting lazy. There's no motivation and frustration makes him crazy. He makes a plan to take a stand, but always ends up sitting. Someone help him up or he's going to end up quitting. Like I found that very relatable and like a cool way to like, you know, basically like, you know, there's a guy, there's a part like the boy is trying really hard. But now he's starting to like lose hope and lose faith. He's got no motivation, but the frustration makes him super crazy. And then he makes a plan to take a stand and like do something about it. But he always ends up sitting back down. So he needs someone to help push him along. Yep. Before he quits. Yep. So I thought that was really cool. Like a good way of putting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So that was who wrote Holden Caulfield. What did you think of that one? I thought it was good. I thought you pretty much nailed it with that. Ready for the next one, Honey Buns? Honey Buns. Yes, sir. What are you drinking? Eh, water. Oh, nice. What's it to you? I don't know. Uh, Words I might have (laughs) ate. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm about <laughs> to eat. I got to cook a steak and chicken for my mother. Oh, hell yes. So, uh, Words I Might Have Ate is the next song. Um, mm-hmm. This song... I'm not sure what it's about. Can you tell me? Um, I'm guessing it's about a woman. Yeah, but like, in like a in a weird it's, it's weird. Like if you read the first verse, now it seems I can't keep my mind off of you. My brain drifts back to better days we've been through, like sitting on blacktops on of the school grounds. The love I bitched about, I finally had found, but now it's gone, and I can take the blame. But there's nothing I can do but take the pain. Why? So it's like he was someone loved him, and he didn't love them, but now he's realized, like, oh, my God, like, they were everything. Yeah. And, like, I blew it. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, like now I dwell on what you remind me of a sweet young girl who sacrificed her love. As for me, I am blind without a cause, and now I realize what I have lost. Like, so that's, yeah, that's you know, that's basically what it's about. It's like not realizing what he had at the time, like what was right in front of him. It was something real that I could have had. Now I play the fool whose stable soul's gone bad. Why? That it's really cla- it's it's really good. Fuck yeah, dude! Really, really good song. Um, and then we get into oh, sweet children, sweet children, yes. Oh, sweet children, yes, yes. Oh, sweet, sweet children, sweet children. Uh, it's about the loss of innocence. Starts with the sweet young girl. Messing with a guy. She was told not to. Yes, yes. And getting used by the sweet young boy for sexual sex. intercourse. Sex. Yeah, sexual. Dirty sex. Inter yeah. sex. Lying to gain her trust. Johnny Ray. <laughs> <laughs> we can only assume was a sweet young boy. Sweet young boy. <laughs> but by the end of this song, what'd you find out, Batch? This is the final sin. <laughs> <laughs> he killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> he killed a man. He's now taking that. Now he is taking the final step from innocence to evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's considered the final sin. <laughs> Because killing a man will most likely desensitize him to all other wrongdoing. And he just won't care anymore whether what he's doing is a sin, quote unquote, or not. I just don't care. No, I just don't care. I just I don't, don't care, care anymore. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. My schedule is falling. I just don't care. <laughs> My schedule won't allow it. Um, but yeah, you know, a sweet young girl so soft and blonde does exactly what she's been warned. Intoxications in her veins, sweet young boy plays with her brain, believing all his faith through lies. 
putting his hands onto her thighs. Impurity has now been gripped. He takes away her innocence. Sweet children. Sweet children. <laughs> um, that's really like a heavy, heavy lyric. Like if you break, the, if like you if actually, you, yeah, yeah, in all seriousness, yeah. Like that's a fucking heavy. This is like a heavy song. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, like this is like, this happens a lot. I think more for younger people, um, but st- it's fucking heavy. Um, yeah. It's a it's a shame that this happens to people. It is. Um, it's not about rape or anything like that, but I mean being lied to and led to like, you know, have sex with someone or like, you know, think someone cares about you and they're just lying to get in your pants is like it's just wrong. Don't do it. You know? <clears throat> be upfront with people. Don't be a piece of shit. You dig? I dig. All right. This is yours. This is mine? This is yours. The best thing in town? Yeah, this is about you. This is... Wow. Well, these lyrics are exaggeratedly lit... Exact... Exaggeratedly... Exaggeratedly... Yeah, exactly. Exaggeratedly... See, I was just singing. I wasn't actually reading (laughs) it. I wasn't stuttering. You know. (laughs) You know. Anyways, (laughs) these lyrics are exaggeratedly abstract. The narrator is trying to show that his person he considers the best thing in town makes him almost lose his mind. He's describing his confusing state of mind. All I see are sounds. I can't find a missing piece of thought that's in my mind. Yet, admits that he's willing to do crazy things and eagerly accepts all the weirdness of his relationship because he's convinced that this person is worth it since they are the best thing around. Mm-hmm. Opening verses. Come with me and let's go for a ride. Follow me out to the other side as I sit around and watch you pout. The chorus is because I know that you're the best thing in town, best thing in town, best thing around. Yeah, um, you know, it's just a very simple, like, basically punk song because this is before, <clears throat> this is one of those ones that like a bonus track type of thing. This is back when they were Sweet Children, when they weren't Green Day. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just like, a, you know, it's a short, simple, like, punk song. Um, I just love the outro. When he's like, I'm sick and growing tired of always playing this shit. <laughs> uh, I think it's really cool. Fuck yeah. So this is a good one. Uh, it's like a little glimpse into early Green Day. Um, same with the next one, uh, Strangle Land. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else on that? No, no, no. Okay. <clears throat> I really, really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, I don't know if you liked this one. I did like this one. I thought it was good. I I like the way that it's sung uh, vocally and um, just everything about this song I think is really good. Uh, just the way he's like looking at the clouds in the sky. I 
Floating image in my mind. Like, I just think it's really, really, like, he's really good at, like, just his vocals, I think, are so, like, underappreciated. And so, like, like, I don't think people realize how good of a vocalist this dude is. Mm, agreed. Like, he's got some crazy range. He's got, like, his timing and everything is just, like, so, like, this is why I say to go see them live because they literally sound, how they sound on the record is how they sound live. Yeah. They're not a studio band. Not at all. No, this band was made to play live and they're legit. Um, it's just, you know, um, I like the chorus. I'm feeling psyched to be walking. I wonder why all my joys could be open. No more cries. <clears throat> I thought that was really cool. Uh, there's not really much on this because it was an early uh, Sweet Children song before they were Green Day. Um, <clears throat> so it's it's really, you know, simple, more punk than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just in like the second verse, um, my eyes are clear and now I'm cured. Don't you want don't you wanna be for sure? I know my rights, I'm allowed to die. So I'd rather swap your different guys. It's in my head if you will find mother love from all mankind. You look above and then you shout, No other way <clears throat> to say your head is fine. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Really, really um it's just a good song. You know, I I really enjoyed that one a lot. And then they um to end it, they basically just covered "My Generation" by the Who. Hell yeah! Which I thought was really cool. Uh, they kind of put their own spin on it. Um, but also like keep it. I, yeah, they kind of keep it the same, but it's just Definitely. like it's such like. You know, if the Who didn't write it, or like if I didn't know that the Who had done, like that You'd this is the cover. Did. Yeah, because it's just like such a Green Day song. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like talking about my generation. It's like it's like a, the Who made a punk song, and it's like so yeah. good. <laughs> it's so fucking sick. I did like in the interlude, like when they're screaming stuff. And, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, Heineken, fuck, fuck that, that shit. shit. <laughs> and he fucking <laughs> smashes the bottle. Heineken, yeah. fuck that shit. Um Yeah, that's I mean, I'm not really gonna break down the lyrics because it's not even one of their songs, but yeah. It's just cool. It was just a cool like such a green day it, it would have been a Green Day song if like you would think it was a Green Day song if you didn't know who the who are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh that's Kerplunk. Woo! Um, next up, we have Dude Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think next, so after this drops, I think we're going to do our top five bangers with a special guest who's not Nick uh, because he's busy. <sighs> busy. We're like super. Um. So then we'll do Dude Ranch, and then we're going to have a special guest come on to break down Dookie with us, mm. which I'm super excited for. That'll be uh, good. 
we're not going to tell you who it is, but we got someone. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, the next three episodes, barring any like crazy interviews we have. Yeah. Uh, really hope you guys enjoyed um, hearing us talk with Anthony from Capstan and oh, yeah. Maddie from A Lost for Words. Uh, shout out to those two. That was fucking huge. Uh, thank you, boys. Uh, you got anything else for the peeps, homeboy? Uh, not really. Just on a, again, on a, another love. Yeah, another note on the same note that I talked about earlier. Just bear with me for a few episodes, people. Hell yeah. But man. Um, other than that, um, no, I'm going to start getting my head back into the podcast, going back onto social media, get, get back into it a little bit, be more, a little more active and all that stuff. So I will be, you know, I will be yeah, getting man. my ranks at some point here. Um, uh, yeah. Do what you got to do. I yeah. got you. Yeah. I but, guess. Um, yeah. We'll be good. We're here. We're not going anywhere. Um, you know, like Steve said, hug your loved ones a little extra tight for us. Um, you know, because you never know. And, uh, you know, keep sending Steve those positive vibes. Um, I know we've talked every day, Steve, but I love you, buddy. And love you too, uh, man. been thinking about you every day and your mother and Leisha. And uh, I'm truly sorry. For everything that you've gone through this past week, mm. week and a half. Uh, I know it's been tough on you, man. And uh, I probably wouldn't be able to do what, you've, what you're doing. Um, the way you've been there for your mother and stuff. It's fucking, you're a better man than me, man. So hang your head on that. Um, yeah, dude. Keep killing it. We're all here for you, buddy. And we love you. Love you too, bud. So, yeah. Uh, before we start crying, we're, uh, we're going to call that an episode. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. Toodaloo. See ya. Thanks, buddy. Hell yeah, man. I mean that. Seriously. I know you do. Well, we haven't said talk face to face.